welcome to These Amazing Places podcast. This is show number 189 for the week of December 5th, 2011. Uh, welcome everybody. We're hitting December already, so just a few more shows. We'll be ready to do another New Year's show and it'll be fun. On this week's show, uh, we're going to be talking about fun, fun stuff. I'm Adam and here's Doug and what we're doing. Okay, everybody, we are going to be back in Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom and we're going to be uh, taking a spin on the adventures of Winnie the Pooh. We're going to talk to you a little bit about the new queue that's not so new now. It's been around for a little while, but a lot of people may not be aware of that. And so uh, we're going to uh, take a ride, talk about that a little bit, and um, and I think that'll probably wrap things up unless we find something else we want to rant about on the way. So anyway, stick around and we'll be right back. Let's make some honey. So here we go, and we're pretty much skipping all the news because we've got we're going to cover news in a couple of weeks, uh, maybe next week, maybe the week after. But we have several things we want to talk about in regard to that: some rumors, some cool construction going on that has not been officially announced, at least by the week of uh, this this show. Uh, but anyway, we're going to talk about uh, the Winnie the Pooh ride and the adventures of Winnie the Pooh. And so uh, I think one of the first things that we want to talk about is what we always try to talk about when we cover attractions. And that is, um, well, what are some tips in riding, and what what's the best way to do it? So, uh, yeah, I don't know Let's if you want to... talk first about the quickest way to get to the attraction. Okay. And that's actually when you come in, uh, when you get to the hub, take a right, cut up through Tomorrowland, and come back in past the Tomorrowland Speedway. By the time you round up around the corner there, take a left, you're going to be right there at, uh, at the Pooh ride, Winnie the Pooh's uh, Adventure of Winnie the Pooh. Uh, that's going to be a lot quicker than, of course, fighting all the people as you walk through the hub. So. I think, and in fact, it depends. It depends, I'm going to say, I would go, if I'm there, and I'm there early, and I'm there at rope drop, I'm going to go straight up through the castle because I know a lot of people turn left and a lot of people turn right. Yeah, because they're heading to Pirates yeah. and they're heading to yeah. uh, Space Mountain. Very yeah. good point. And, uh, and a lot of people actually head, they go through Fantasyland, but they go turn left and they go to Peter Pan because Peter Pan's really popular. Um, but Winnie the Pooh is not as popular as Peter Pan, so it so that might, might be, be a good point to talk about. Yeah, you might want to hold off for a little bit before you hit Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, yeah, it is fast pass available though. So, so grab your fast pass. Yeah, you can just go <laughs> grab the fast pass, and then you don't have to worry about standing in line. But by all means, this is one of those attractions that you can kind of be like, ah, it's just a kind of the Winnie the Pooh ride. But especially, and we'll talk about this more with the new queue, but especially with the new queue and the attraction, attract, attractiveness of the new queue, you it's become a popular ride, and uh, people go there, and it's long lines. Like, I was looking at a video on YouTube, 70-minute wait. And yep. I was like, that's crazy. I mean, that's yep. a long ways to wait. And uh, it's just a small, I think it's even like a three-minute ride. It's yeah. not even that long. About three minutes and 12 seconds, I yeah. think. Yeah, and Peter Pan's much. even shorter, and of course that's a longer line. But anyway, so uh, keep that in mind when you're looking, and you don't want to just, you know, wait until the middle of the day in the afternoon, especially at noon. By noon, Fantasyland gets so jam-packed, and especially with it being construction, you know, half of it's walled off, and people are still there all over the place. Well... Winnie the Pooh ends up being one of those places that it gets crazy. So, um, so anyway, throw in there too. Um, this is a, a wheelchair accessible. They actually yeah. have a wheelchair car. They open it up, you roll on, they close you in. Um, we found that out, and it was very easy. It was actually, and I think I don't know if that's newly adapted. 
uh, because you know? I had never gone on it before with Connor until this trip. Yeah. But one way or the other, it was as smooth as uh, going on, um, what is that I want to say? Basically going on uh, Seas with Nemo and Friends. Yeah. Or uh, going on to um, Toy Story Mania. Yeah. It was really that well okay. put together, and so I thought this is this got to be new. Yeah, something that they've just done with the ride vehicles. So, uh, so don't fear that. Uh, second, I actually took my just literally when I was there, uh, two-year-old granddaughter on it, and she had a pretty good time. And she's a little bit freaked out when it gets dark, but you know, in the dark parts of the attraction. But it wasn't so scary that it made her cry or anything. She actually had a pretty good time with it. Yeah. Um, Visually, yeah, it's pretty cool. And compared to Snow White, we've talked about Snow White already. Yeah. That one is a little bit scary for young kids. So this one actually fits well with that, you know, genre of child. You know, you don't want to be, you kind of have to be careful. But at the same time, I mean, the Snow White thing is not too scary compared to, you know, Haunted Mansion maybe for. She went on Haunted Mansion too. So oh, anyway, that's but great. yeah, and actually, that's actually good that you brought that up because comparatively, if I had to say. Uh, was she freaked out more or less on either one? And I would say it's about the same. Okay. And she's not like the real bold child who's too ready to just take on everything. Yeah. She's pretty average, and so I would say if that she enjoyed them. And so if you have your common average two-year-old, they're probably going to have a good time on this attraction. Yeah. Okay. Um, one thing to add in there: height restriction. There is no height restriction. It's Winnie the Pooh. It is Fantasyland. 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 And. As far as we know, Fantasyland will never have height restriction. Now, we're not sure yet because the new one's not open. You know, there's a coaster that's going to be involved, and it might be a small coaster that's still no height restriction. But I don't know. We'll see what Disney does with that. And I'm interested to, to see what that ride has to entail since it's a, it's a kind of a retheming of uh, the dwarves on a mine ride with yeah. Snow White. So, um, But anyway, uh, no height restriction, so you're completely fine. All the family can go, and that's why Fantasyland is also one of the most popular places to visit in the Magic Kingdom because of the theming and high restrictions and family-oriented and all that stuff. And, I mean, face it, uh, let's face it, teenagers, they're going to go to Space Mountain right away. Well, yeah. they're right, you know, it's right next door pretty much to Fantasyland, so everybody can go jump on Fantasyland while their teenagers run around and ride the big rides and stuff like that and uh, go from there. So... Um, other than that, uh, I would I would just say if you're going to see this attraction, grab a fast pass. If the fast passes are out, try and catch it in the morning. Try and catch it during extra magic hours. But I think the morning is the best way to get in because even extra magic hours can be overloaded, and you're still gonna have to wait a long time because, yeah, you know I found this weird when we were there. Three o'clock in the morning, extra magic hours are going on. Um, even the little kids are still out because their parents basically have spent all this money and they're like, no, you are going to stay out with us all night long. And, and <clears throat> I guess you would hope so. that maybe they took them back and they took a nap or something with them for a little while and decided, let's get out of the heat. It's better off for us to kind of stay up yeah. late and let you take a nap now. And it's cooler, of course, after the sun goes down. So I'm hoping that's what people are doing and they're not keeping their, you know, five-year-olds up until two o'clock in the morning after they've been awake since they were yeah, in the morning. Yeah, so. it's true. And and maybe some of them, I mean, they want to do that for the Magic Kingdom, of course, because that's what the one they know the kids will like. And yeah. some of the other parks, they may not do that. But anyway, I noticed that, and I, I thought it a little odd. I was thinking, man, these kids are asleep on the kid on the parents' shoulders the entire time. They're not even enjoying it. So. Wow. But anyway. Um, okay. 
it, plan that out, you know, think about it, even if you don't think about it until the day you're visiting this park. Uh, just check it out, make sure the day before even you think about it. If you want to get up early, obviously, usually the day before you go to a park, you want to kind of figure out what time you want to get up and go. And uh, so anyway, think about that. Um, well, if you haven't rode, if you haven't ridden the new ride, or if you hadn't ridden this ride in a while, um, I hope that this next part to the show convinces you to revisit it, especially for kids, especially uh, just to check out the new queue. Yeah, and, yeah. So what we're going to get into is basically how easy it is, kind of, to stand in line and wait to kind of get on this ride. Uh, you're going to find out because uh, when I went on it, there was not any line, and my granddaughter wanted to stop and see all of the things that were in the queue. And so if there was a line, it wouldn't have bothered her at all that we stood there and she got to see that stuff and have more time even yeah. to do it. So. Yeah, totally. Okay, so I think, uh, yeah, I think that covers pretty much all the details. Um, keep an eye out for closing and refurbishments. Um, now, this ride has just recently been updone and, you know... It is technically the first completed ride in Fantasyland, yeah. even though they've never said that. It, yeah, it is. So pick up a times guide when you run into the parks to make sure, just to make sure, sometimes they close attractions down for like a day or two or a week or two just to repaint or do something simple. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, this traction <clears throat> runs pretty smooth. It is not an Omnimover ride, so these are individual cars, which makes it nice because they can stop one car, move it off the track, fix it while the other ones keep going. So you don't have that problem. But anyway, just keep those things in mind as you look for this traction. So... I think we're ready to move on with let's, your list. Though. Let's talk quickly about uh, the tree. So this is part of the queue that we're going to head into. Okay. Uh, you may remember more about it. Where did they move that tree from? I mean, how far did they basically... And by tree, I mean whose house is built into the base of the tree. Right. And they actually had to move that. Um, I don't, But I don't remember exactly where it was or how far they had to move okay. it. Okay. Well, let's talk back to the original spot. There was a spot that before the tree, and it was called... The, uh, there was an attraction there. It was a water attraction. It is a famous water attraction. From It's called 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Doug's one of Doug's favorites. He wishes it was still around. But, yes, I do. But yeah. uh, what happened was that kind of attraction sort of morphed into this Ariel's Grotto. And Ariel's Grotto was a place for, uh, it was like Ariel meet and greet. And it was the water feature of, you know, the uh, 20,000 Leagues kind of stuck around. Well, they, they added the Winnie the Pooh tree. I think it was around that time or at some point around there and so it wasn't right directly next to the actual attraction that's itself. why I don't remember yeah okay. and these were like, they were kind of separate even though it was I think it was actually across the street I gotta look at my pictures because I think I have some old pictures now I say old and it was not that long ago um, but they picked up the tree and now it is an actual part of the attraction itself so when you see the tree the tree is right next to the ride you'll see the sign I think the actual sign is hanging from the tree limb that you see, and it's uh, kind of redone in that way to fit with the tree architecture. Um, you can, you could have, before the tree moved, you could go into the tree. Now there's a lot more than just the tree to be able to go into and check out. And uh, I think, might as, might as well say it, if you go into one section, it's like, I guess it is like his house. Yeah, it's thing. like a house. Like it's a tree. either his house or it's uh, probably, uh, oh, what's the rabbit's name? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's one of the other characters' houses, I believe. Okay. And so when you go into that house, um, yeah, there's something to see in there that actually pays homage to uh, 20,000 Leagues. Yeah. Which I didn't even know was there. And Adam kind <laughs> so of recently. It to me. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, that's still there, of course, just kind of revisiting the history of what, so, what it took over. Yeah, so when you go into the house, 
turn around and look at oh. the top of the door frame. I, I really want other people to know this because I wish I would have known Okay, it. all right. Uh, when you turn around and look at the top of the door frame, you'll see the kind of deep imprint embossing of uh, the Nemo submarine. Yeah. And, and by Nemo, you don't mean Finding Nemo right. submarine from Disneyland. You actually mean yeah. Nemo, like Captain 20, Nemo. 20,000 leagues under the sea. That's Captain true. Nemo. Good clarification. Yeah. Actually, it's funny because the 20,000 leagues under the sea attraction that had a sub... Actually, in Disneyland, it is Finding Nemo the sub. Yep. So it's like that's kind of a weird. Isn't it funny how well, they, they've kind of the naming of it became actually the character from Twenty Thousand Leagues. Yeah, it's they've turned Nemo, Captain Nemo, into something he didn't wish to be. Yeah, a fish. So, yes. So, yeah. Um, wow, I could go farther with that. The Amazing Mr. Limpet. Look it up, and you'll know what I mean. So, <laughs> that gives yeah. you some homework while you're listening to the that's show. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I didn't think you were going to tell actually tell them what it was, but that's fine. Yeah, I wanted to know. Okay, okay so anyway, uh, so we've covered that. Uh, technically, first and next, next we're going to go into Tigger's Bouncy area, correct? Okay. It's off to the left. Yeah, so now we have entered the queue, and so now you enter, you go past the sign, you're in the queue. And the queue, this is past the, the sign that tells you what how long the wait is. I think that sign is right outside the tree itself, so you can see it right there. But anyway... Uh, the Tigger's Bouncy area is off to the left, and this area, did you even check it out when you were no, there? No, I didn't. Okay. No, because we had to walk through so quickly that yeah. it was hard, especially in there. Um, yeah, it was just, it was hard to stop, so. Um, it, it has an area, it's, it's, a, it's a floor, but then there are little circles that every kid can jump on, and the, when you jump on the circle, the circle kind of bounces a little bit, and it's, it was interesting as I watched this. You can see a kid jump on it, but the but the bounce does not go so far under the ground that the kid gets his foot caught and trips, you know, or, trips or anything like that. It's yeah. actually a pretty fluid, um, weightful bounce that you can bounce and uh, jump. And anyway, it's a big area with a bunch of these circles around, and so you can jump from circle to circle to circle. And of course, the circles are designed with the Tigger spots on them, so it's like you're actually Tigger jumping around. And it's kind of a, a fun little area that it's actually completely new you know it didn't have this before um there also is i'm gonna read it there's a little sign right next to it um that shows tigger and tigger is actually bouncing um and you'll see these signs around as you go through the queue it's kind of like story pages yeah book pages book pages and i i don't know actually it may even be from the storybook itself but let me read what it says here uh it says i think we should bounce shouted tigger because bouncing's what tiggers do best. You can bounce like a ball in the winter or a fall, but the best bounce of all is in the spring. It's the springiest, thingiest thing you could do. It's the uppiest, downiest, jumpiest, bumpiest thing you could think you could think your could do, or something like that. He's it's, trying to read it off of a screen, yeah. so it's kind of hard to, yeah. Yeah, to even see. And actually, um, you, yeah, Tigger's head that. is at the end of the sentence, so I can't see okay. it, but I should have... Should have looked for it when he wasn't in the way. But anyway, Tigger bounces around, and it's kind of fun right there in that little area. Um, just a, a cool addition to the entrance of the queue and stuff like that. So, after that, you can continue on if you go. So, if you went to the left, you see that. Well, as you move to the right, you'll continue to the rest of the queue. Yeah, so you're going to go into Rabbit's Garden area. This is actually the area that uh, caught many people's, many kids' attention. Uh, they have different little things that you can do. One of them, you actually see the gopher popping his head up out of the ground. You're not going to go over and hit him on the head like that attraction, like the arcade thing. That right, used to be. right. You see him. It's kind of reminiscent of that. Uh, then there are just different little things, like where kids can spin things. Uh, they can look at things in a box and make the things move around. They can do a lot of stuff like that. And as an adult, when I first looked at it, I thought, wow, you know, okay, it doesn't look so 
amazing, like I thought the queue was going to be. But the kids were completely struck by it, and they were everywhere. And you couldn't, they didn't even care about the rest of the attraction. Yeah. The people were so crowded um, around, I'll have a couple pictures of the queue, but they were so crowded around everything along with their parents, having fun with the stuff that I couldn't hardly get a picture of anything. Yeah. So in reality, if you don't care about all this extra stuff and you just want to get in line, you can probably just walk through the line faster because people are actually paying attention to the stuff more than they're paying attention to the line. Right. So No, and that's absolutely right. It's yeah. um I have to say it's extremely popular and if for no other reason um your kids are going to love to be there just because of that. Yeah. And so it's kind of like a play area area. They have like they have these planting beds if anybody does gardening but they're they're like up in the air on table legs or something and they're like a wooden box up on legs and the kids can actually play in what would be considered like this rubberized mulch and soil mm-hmm. with plants and they can actually move things around um it's very interactive cue mm-hmm. and that seemed to be what the kids were having a blast with it wasn't just look at it and then you know you look at it and say well that's kind of neat as if like when i think of um uh Mickey and Minnie's houses in oh, yeah. Toontown. Yeah, yeah, There's exactly. a lot of cool-looking stuff, but a lot of it really couldn't be touched. Mm-hmm. And this is not that way at all. Now they really, I mean, they invite the kids to come over and touch yeah. and play and, yeah. and feel and pinch and squeeze and do all that stuff. Yeah. Okay, and so I, I want to I talk about this because this is interesting. And I haven't researched it a lot, but I know for a fact Disney, as we've talked about before, has storylines and everything. Well, what better to have a storyline? You know, we talked about the pages in this in this you know, cue. Well, let me read you the first page here that says chapter one, and you'll see what I'm talking about as we talk about the rest of the cue here. All right, it says chapter one, in which Winnie the Pooh finds many things to do. Once upon a time, Winnie the Pooh sat in his very favorite, thoughtful spot in the hundred acred wood. Do you see him sitting there? Oh, bother, he thought. I can't think of anything to do, but I think if you help me think, if you help me to think, we could think of something very doable together. What do you think? <laughs> it's kind of like so, Seuss. Yeah. Some of this stuff reminds me yeah. of Seuss. So. so, obviously, he's asking, hey, what do you want to do? Well, what better to do than to check out all these interactive things and look and see what to do? And there's, you know, the bouncy thing. There's these, uh, these garden things that Doug already talked about. And then we move on, and there's more. And let's So it kind of puts continue. the kids into the storybook. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Okay, and these I never pages, even thought about it like that until Oh, just yeah, now. yeah, yeah, which is very interesting because these pages are throughout the attraction, but no one really, as I watch YouTube videos, no one cares about the pages. They're not even reading them. And, and it's such a depth behind the story of why, why they even put these things out there. It's not just for kids to just play with. It's actually a part of the story that Winnie the Pooh wants you to be a part of. So, All right, so um, anyway... Uh, after so there's this page here, and you continue on, and then you go to the garden, and then you go to. After you leave there, you actually see the honey screens. Oh well, there's the, a lot more because well, there's, there's the gophers. Yeah, and there's the spinning flowers, yep. and that's there's like even, a box. I can't remember now. They're moving stuff around within that. Then there's the planting beds. There's actually a full garden too that they can walk around and look uh-huh. uh, at what's going on over in there. There's all these signs alluding to gophers and saying gophers aren't allowed here and all this in the kind garden of stuff, area, which is yeah. funny because they're they're and kind it's of... rabbits garden area. So mm-hmm. he of course has signs up everywhere and stuff is misspelled and whatever and it's yeah. all alluding to the fact that he hates the gopher, which is in Winnie the Pooh. That's how he feels about the gopher. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny because the spelling is very similar to the uh, Tom Sawyer Islands. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> you know the backwards S's and all yeah. kinds of stuff like that. <laughs> That's funny. It's funny and interesting to look at it. Yeah. Um, but uh, and who knows? Maybe there's a reason why 
the Imagineers kind of put that together. I don't know if it's tied together for some uh-huh. reason or... Well, I know that, I mean, if you see the, uh, the books and the movies, that's the way he wrote things even at that time. Yeah. Uh, Rabbit did. His signs looked like oh, that and okay. stuff in the movies. So they really have copied uh, a lot of that. So, yeah. you know, it's amazing now that you said that about the storybook. <laughs> I don't know why I never put that together, but it is true now. Uh, the kids, it really does immerse them into the story, uh-huh. into the book. And now all of a sudden, instead of just seeing it on the page in the picture, they can actually go and play in Rabbit's Garden. And yeah. They can go in Winnie the Pooh's house. And yeah. they can. So that's actually pretty cool. And yeah. I, I'm learning still, everybody. I'm older and I've had four kids, but I'm still learning now. Um, and I'll say a little bit more about this later, but why kids are so endeared to the characters. I never understood it because I was not one of those, and I mentioned that in other shows. But I'll explain later something that I've kind of figured out lately, why they are. So, anyway. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, so there's that garden. There's also these spinny flower things, and I think they make they're like noise. Cups. Yeah, they're like cups, and you spin them, and I don't even know. You, you spin them, and they make noise. Um, there's also like this, it looked like a teeter-totter sort of thing where you could like... Um, what, what's it called? It is like a teeter-totter, where it's, but it's a small one, and you can like go back and forth. And I'm not sure if it's supposed to make other things do things. Like inside a cage, there were like other. Uh, yes, that's what um, I'm talking about. Inside the cage, there were these balls, and they oh, could do yeah. something that would make the balls. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah looked, move actually, that look reminds me of like a foosball table. Yeah, that that cage. Um, yeah. Where there was like a bunch of these rollers, and as you like yep. turn things, the it balls would... would bounce and do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And, um, uh, so anyway, after that, then it, it continues on, and, and of course this is all on the verge of being inside and outside. So it is it is outside in the humidity at this point. You're still kind of dealing with that if you're in the summer. In the garden, yeah. In the yeah. garden. Um, but eventually, I'm trying to think, I think that past that, then you get into the honey screens, right? Yes, the honey screens, yeah. And then the honey screens, then that part is actually starting to move inside, where you're getting more into the inside of things where they plus they want to cover it with roofs otherwise it, you wouldn't see because the screens are extremely vibrant and it looks like when you put your hands on the screen that you're actually putting your hands into honey and if if they were washed out from the sun shining above or whatever then, yeah but so yeah they do cover that area and all the fingerprints that might be on top of it from you know it's amazing stuff, but yeah i saw tons of people touch it but i didn't see fingerprints oh yeah it probably I, was a good you know just like an ipad right. how the lighting works you don't see fingerprints i bet they yeah, probably either that or they've actually put some kind of a mylar or something on there that oh. keeps the oils from your hands from getting on there. Yeah. Because some people might say it's kind of gross if a bunch of people are touching it and germs are being... Right. So I don't know. You know Disney. Oh, they well, technically they're, they're they awesome could have taken that. their engineers and said, let's make something to where no germs, basically, or very little, are going to be transmitted from one person to the next as they touch yeah. the screen. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the honey. Let's talk about the honey screens. We, we alluded to them. Um... They are upright, right? They're in a portrait form. They're not a landscape form, right? No. It's not like a TV widescreen. It's up like a portrait. And right. the honey is pouring over these screens. It's running slowly. Like, it's, yeah. yeah, it's virtual honey. So obviously you're not sticking your hands in the honey. But you put your hands on it and you smear and you can actually like... The honey moves away when you smear your hands across it. It does look like your hand is inside of it. Yeah. Kind of smearing it And around. you can kind of like just touch it with your hand and it'll actually go around your fingers and it'll look like your fingers are in the honey. Yeah, if you hold your hand in one place too, it'll run down around your hand. Around your hand. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, um, so I saw adults having a blast. Even oh, yeah, that I'm part. sure. And what's nice is because of how they've put them, where they're vertical, 
the screens. Uh-huh. The adults are much taller, oh. but they can still get their hand into the honey while the child is standing down below them. Oh. They're playing together on the same screen. That's a great idea. So that's probably why they did. It. Yes, it's engineered yeah. that way, which yeah. is that thought process that they do. That's great. Yeah. Um, so, the other thing too is if you smear your hands fast enough, I believe, and you maybe you can start to see an image behind There's it. There's images behind it, right? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So, you actually can, if you stand there long enough and you have enough patience to smear away the honey really quickly, you can actually start to see, I think, that one, there's a Winnie the Pooh's behind it. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, images right. of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, and, and it becomes a thing that you can do together with your children. Yeah. Smear away, wipe away as fast as you can, and let's see if we can figure out what's behind each screen. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, and that again, I and I think past that um, you just get more into further into the queue, and you're looking at storybooks to where they begin to kind of set you up to be prepared to get onto the attraction. Okay. And by now, by now, you've probably will we'll be seeing the cars. Yeah, and you've seen, past. yeah, yeah, because it's a well, short, that's right. It's, it's a shorter distance than at that point before you're ready to board onto the car. Board onto the car. Yep. Okay. Okay, and so yeah, but but in reality, so I just want to take a step back. This attraction, actually, now the queue has become another attraction. You can, you can actually, okay, yeah, you can get on the cars and you can ride and go through the storyline of Winnie the Pooh, and, but that's, that's limited. Your three-minute ride and you're done, it controls it for you. The other part that you are now entering into the queue, you have time to control your time of how much time you spend in it. And so Which then, I can almost guarantee you when you come back out, most kids are going to maybe not be so much saying, let's go back on the ride. But they're going to want to go back over yeah. and play. And I, I'm telling you, there were a lot more people in that queue uh, with their kids playing around there than there were in line. Oh, yeah. So I I'm telling it. you, I just think, I and I saw it. a lot of them, like there's a brick wall there that they could, in one part, just kind of climb over and leave the garden. And I think a lot of them, the kids were doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, anyway, explore. Next time you're there, check it out. It's fairly new. I think it's a year old now. I believe it's a Maybe year not old. quite, but yeah, I think it opened in June. Sometime around there, wasn't oh, it? Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I was looking back just to see. There was one in November 10th. There was a YouTube video of before the bouncy stuff was okay. open. So, November... I'm not from November 10th. November of 2010. Okay. So, it was a year ago that... So, it has been. Okay, about a year. That it was, it was in, like, soft opening phases, I guess. But. Okay. Anyway, so uh, check it out when you're there next, and uh, definitely check out the queue. So, okay, so now let's talk about the attraction, because when we rode this and the audio we have that we're going to play, actually is audio from the old, yeah. before the queue was open, but it's the same attraction. Yep. Um, I don't know if they enhanced some of the screens. Yeah. The stuff was really clear in some areas. Um, yeah, they used effects and stuff in areas where you see, like, um, I actually have short pieces of video I may try to put up. Oh, on, okay. on our Flickr account, so check that out, and because I know that I know that I have some short pieces of video, and it shows like this blue, like honey kind of or something, running down the walls. Oh, and on dark walls, and it stood out. Okay, so there were some visually, visually, I think it's still a pretty cool attraction. Yeah, it's it's a very uh, vibrant. It's of course the paint is just amazing. I believe they use black light in some yeah. areas. Yeah, definitely. So you do see especially a lot of... in the dreamy area. Yeah, yeah, where, that's which right. makes no sense at all. The dreamy area makes no sense to most people, but visually, it's awesome well, to be in there. I got to be honest; it's it's sort of reminiscent of the uh, dreaminess in Dumbo. How Dumbo kind of yeah. has some dream in the movie itself, not yeah. not the ride. Obviously, the ride you're dreaming is you're spinning around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm spinning around trying to look over the wall into the new fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's dreaming. Yeah, but uh, uh, but Dumbo has that kind of a. Uh, 
uh, I don't even, I want to say Oompa Loompa, but it's not Oompa Loompas, it's... I, no, it's, it's honestly, yeah. it's out there. I think yeah. it's out there. Yeah. And, but I still think it doesn't matter. It, it, but it is like a dream state. Mm -hmm. And whatever your dream happens to be, there are purple elephants and pink elephants. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Stuff floating around all over the place in there. And the music changes completely. Mm -hmm. um, and that is really kind of the first place where it, it becomes a little bit of a dark ride. You go through some areas, too, right. where it's storming. Uh, oh, yeah, he's, yeah. He's grabbed... Winnie the Pooh has grabbed hold of a balloon and he floats on the balloon and so... Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah, yeah, stuff like that that gives you just a little insight into the, the attraction that you didn't experience in the queue. And um, that is one of them, the dreamy state that you can't experience in the queue. But um, but that hasn't changed. It's the, same, it's the same ride, it's the same attraction. So nothing in that is going to make a difference. Um, if you've seen it once, you probably remember it. But it's, it's to the point where you, if you do experience a storyline, I remember riding some of these attractions that I don't ride very often, and I go back and I'm like, oh, I don't remember that. Oh, I don't remember that. Did they change that? And it reminds me of like E.T. when you were riding E.T. and you're like, oh, I don't remember that ending, yeah. but I think right. it's been there. And I think, I think it was there when <laughs> the I was there. Yeah. And I still, I did not remember it yeah. in the storyline. But yeah. yeah, I read up on it. And anyway, that's a whole other show. Yeah, but but I read up on it and it really, yeah, it hasn't changed. So. Yeah. So anyway, uh, this is still a good attraction. Uh, I, to, I do want to talk about the car a little bit. Um, it is a tiered tiered car where the front seat's a little lower than the back seat. Um, I believe the legroom is similar. So if there's anybody that's tall and big like me, um, you know, it's you're gonna squeeze in it no matter how you get in it. Uh, it is fit. Typically, Disney likes to fit uh, the width of their seats. They like to fit in. I don't know if you know this. The width of a seat they like to fit in two adults or uh, two children and one adult. Okay, so basically, it, it, it's available so that if you have a party of three, you can kind of squeeze in, and it's fine on one little seat. Um, but each of these cars has two seats, so you know it's it's not bucket seats, but bench seats. So it's two benches, you know, front and the back, and the door kind of opening allows you to just scoot in real quick, and then the doors close, and then of course you're on your thing. Obviously, the wheelchair car must be completely different. It's very simple. The back of it opens up. And they throw the, the ramp. They pull the uh, they pull it out, and the chair rolls right back up into it. Um, they fold that in. They close up the back of it, and you're on your way. Okay, easy to, easy as that. Um, there is also a little bit of a bumpiness to it. I'm not gonna say because yeah, it's riding on a rattle, yeah. uh, rattle, uh, a metal rail basically. Mm -hmm. And it's I don't want to say it, it's really bumpy. If you have back problems, it might. If you have really bad back problems, it might. Not should be around something. But I don't know. I don't. But, think, I don't think it would be anything that's going to cause pain. Not to that point. It's not like a roller coaster. Yeah. Because you, your right, speed right, isn't right. up high enough. Oh right, right. And so, and you know what? Too, they give you enough room in it to where your your bottom's going to slide around on the seat, kind of before true, it's true. jerking your back around. It yeah. would scoot the rest of you kind of around. But that I didn't even find that to where you were being scooted around the seat. Right. So most of the time you can just sit back and enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Um, the nice thing too, and I'm just kind of considering this, as I'm sitting here, a lot of times when you have younger children, a longer attraction can kind of be a nightmare for you um, because they have already kind of waited in line and then they get on the attraction. And if there's something in the attraction that they don't like or they just have a bad moment, there's nothing worse than being stuck on a 10-minute or even a 6-minute or 7-minute attraction with a child that is not having a good time. Yeah. Three minutes is very survivable, and that's about what this is. You're in and out. There are points to where you'll get their interest, even if they're not really enjoying it all that much. Yeah. And it's over with quickly. So yep. if you've made a mistake and gotten on it, they don't enjoy it, it's over with, and 
and old as well, and you were on your way. True. And the dream thing and the scary stuff doesn't last very long, so right. it's not no, like... No, it's basically one room, and then the rain portion is another, kind of like a, a hallway, I always call it. Because the one room, you're yeah. kind of moving around and kind of doing an S or something through that room. Uh, and it's a larger room where the other is literally like a hallway with stuff going on on each side of you. Right, right. So, yeah, and then, yeah, that's the attraction. So, um, I can't think of anything else to follow up with except for the fact that we want to play the audio. Um, it is, and we don't have any audio of the new queue, unfortunately, um, but we will be able to at least play the attraction audio Yeah, for there's you. really not audio there. I mean, yeah. Yes, well, there's nothing to play other than people. Yeah. Well, the queue, you could play queue sounds of the queue. In fact, maybe when you yeah. go. In a couple of months here back, you can catch, capture yeah, some Yeah, I'm going to go in and try to get a couple other things anyway, so, yeah. I'll get some more video, too. Yeah. That's cute. Um, but anyway, uh, good attraction to check out. Uh, not too ver- not very long again, and you'll see that here as you listen to the audio of the attraction. Um, but other than that, I think that covers the... I think that is actually a really good, complete description of yeah. this attraction. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's play, right. the, uh, play the audio. Put your headphones on, it'll be in stereo sound as we always record, and I think you'll have fun. So, enjoy. Oh, 
she covet, they'll find that they love it. There you go. So hopefully you enjoyed it. And if you've been on it, you enjoy it. And if you haven't been on it, you probably enjoyed it. So you will. Uh, so go try it out. Yeah. And, and you can also. I should have thought about this, and I don't know if Doug's going to put this on the audio. Uh, they have uh, the soundtrack of Winnie the Pooh is uh, available on the Disney Parks CD that you can buy if you want to look into There's that. There's actually a new soundtrack too for the new movie. There Winnie is. The Pooh. So yeah, you can grab oh. the new DVD of the new movie. Okay. And it's a. It's more of a. Contemporary soundtrack with, uh, uh, yeah, some singers and stuff. Stuff's really been updated okay. into it. So cool. I think it's fun. It's nice to listen to. So if you're a Pooh fan, there you go. Uh, there's lots of options for you. Uh, yeah. So it's a great place to check out uh, Fantasyland. This, this ride will probably slow down quite a bit as far as the attendance. Yes. When uh, oh, the yes. new expansion opens. Yes. Or, or it'll be nuttier than ever because so many people will come into Fantasyland to see the expansion. Uh, that too. Yeah. So but, but, we'll see when it comes around. Yeah. So, okay, well, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to us. I think we were talking about Christmas shows this last couple of weeks, so we'll definitely try to hit something Disney-related, Christmas-related. Um, it probably will happen on the 19th, the week of the 19th, since that's the week before Christmas. After Christmas, the day after, we'll probably do a regular show, since even though Dude, technically... Probably coming into maybe a New Year's show. We'll yeah, see. technically, both Doug and I, we have that week off, so it's a nice, nice little break for us Yeah. To, to chill and enjoy the... I'm, I like carrying Christmas over past Christmas, actually. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you're still on break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true, that's true. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, uh, stay tuned, and we'll try to keep you guys updated with all kinds of stuff that's going on. So, And remember, everybody, I'm going to be making a trip down there again at the end of January, so um, I say this all the time. Uh, if you have any attractions, anything you want to see, oh, anything you're curious yeah. about or something you've heard about, maybe you'd like a picture of or some video of, let me know and I'll grab it for you and we'll put it up. Doug's already got my list and I've told him a million times what I want and i got to remind him. Actually, I'll probably call you when you're there and just yeah. say, hey, don't forget about... <laughs> well, and anything, anything, like if you... I, I don't care. You script a couple shows out and tell us what you would like to hear, see, and I'll, oh, be, I'll okay. be your puppet. So you guys pull the strings and I'll, I'll run around the parks and do some of that stuff for you. I don't think they could request this, but I'm already... I think I'm thinking about having you bring back a blueberry muffin for me. <laughs> I mean, those Lurie muffins are awesome, oh, man. man. Yeah. Oh, so good. So. Yeah. All right. Well. Force me to stop the bakery. I'll never come back home. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, okay cool. Well, it's been fun, everybody, and we'll catch up with you again next week. See ya. I like to travel. I like to drive.
This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. Copyright 2011. Thanks so much for listening.